Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Business Creators Radio Show, where we help you win at the game of business and marketing. My name is Adam Homey. I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to join us today. As the name says, our listeners are business creators. We have entrepreneurs, small business owners, local business owners. We have marketing and business coaches. We have the folks who help others build their businesses, and we have the do-it-yourselfers who like to have their own hands on the marketing levers as they grow their business. If you are one or more of the above, please take a moment, explore episodes, and discover how we help you win at the game of business and marketing at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, check us out on iTunes. Every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us help more business creators just like you. Now, lately, you may have noticed that we've had a few episodes along the lines of how to use social media and selling online and marketing your business online. And I'm very happy to continue that trend with today's topic, which is how to help small business owners run their social media with no help and how social media marketing can help them. And to help us with that today, we have Keita Bryant. Keita is the editor-in-chief of Cocoa Magazine, and if I mispronounce that, she's going to thrash me in just a second, and owner of Cocoa Media. She is a mother, wife, friend, and unique individual. She hates following the crowd and believes that businesses and people should stand out. That, that, That is her motto. She has a bachelor's degree in business with a concentration in marketing. She is a gold digger. Ooh, a gold digger. G-O-A-L-D-I-G-G-E-R. I like it. She's a gold digger who wants small businesses to have quality work without the high price tags. Keita, did I pronounce your business name right? Yes. Thank you. Very <laughs> good. Cocoa Magazine. That's spelled K O K. OA. Actually, I knew the correct pronunciation. Now, just a little bit of a setup. So, welcome aboard, and we're so glad to have you here. Before we dive in, what I'd like to do is just take a moment for those of our listeners who have not yet had a chance to get to know you. Let's find out a little bit more. Tell us about your journey and what has brought you to where you are today. Um, well, I uh, graduated from college with my marketing degree, uh-huh. and I searched long and hard for a job. I put into over a thousand positions. I have them in my email. I still have them saved. Wow. And no one would hire me. Uh, I had a couple of interviews, thought it went well, didn't get the job. So I'm a person that, you know, I don't like defeat. So if no one will hire me, I'll hire myself. So that's what I did. I took my degree. I begged my husband to teach me what he knew about web design, graphing, graphic design, and, and all those good things. And I said, you're going to give me your knowledge. I'm going to take it out your head, and we're going to, I'm going to start my business, and I don't care what I have to do to get what I need to get done. And so I started my business. I started Cocoa Magazine first, um, where I built my social media up, uh, network with people, uh, brand myself. I could not afford to hire someone, so I had to do it myself. And with me doing it myself, people would come to me and say, well, Keita, you know, can you help me with this? I would help people for free, and I help people, you know, brand their stuff, and that's what I did. And so with the magazine, I felt like I wasn't really – it wasn't stepping into my my degree. I wasn't – you know, I love my magazine, but I wasn't using my degree as far as – and I wanted to help people, so I love the helping people side of it. So I said, what can I do to help people? 
So that's when I started Cocoa Media because I didn't want to go too far from the name Cocoa. I, I like my name. I wanted to stick to my name. So I said, let me do Cocoa Media. And that's when I started Cocoa Media back in about uh, – actually, I just started Cocoa Media probably about 2013. I started Cocoa Mag in 2012. So I, a year after Cocoa Mag, I did Cocoa Media, and I started getting into branding companies, graphic designs, and, and doing that type of stuff. So I just created my own business. You know – I'm going to tell your boss what you were saying about her. (laughs) I used to love my early years as an entrepreneur. I would go to family gatherings and you know how it is with folks who have jobs. Uh, Very frequently, they'll be complaining about how work sucks, how their boss is a jerk and everything else. And I would chime in and I would just give my boss a broadside like you wouldn't believe. I'd use some words that would make a pirate blush and people would you know pat me on the shoulder tell me how bad they feel that start giving me career advice that start offering to help me with my resume it was hilarious and i just go along with it and somebody would a light bulb would go off and somebody would come up to me about a half hour later and say wait you own your own company don't you no, duh. <laughs> yeah, like, but thanks for the yeah. tips because I can help others with the tips that you're giving me. Right. <laughs> I have a story that's not too far removed from yours. When I finished my graduate degree from Duquesne University, I have an MBA in human resource management. I had a dream that I was going to be a training and development director for a Fortune 500. So I went through that whole thing, the interviews, the networking, and all the other stuff that classic introverts like myself uh, find very, very painful. I launched actually a marketing campaign because I had an idea that I was going to relocate to the Washington, D.C. area. I took days off my day job and launched a marketing campaign down there. I had uh, what I later found out was called a shock and awe package, but back in those days, I thought it was just getting a bunch of papers together and putting them in a in a binder and sending it along with your resume, so it stood out like a big bulky package. Uh, but that's what I was sending, and I got a ton of interviews of both the informational and let's you know offer you a job type. I got some job offers. I turned them all down because in the end, what came across my desk is I reconnected with one of my previous business mentors who, as the world had turned, had found himself as the owner of a training and development firm. And he he was making the expansion from the solopreneurial to the leveraged entrepreneurial model. And he needed somebody to come in and help him with his presentations and his background research for his trainings, which was very exciting to me. And in the training development industry is that is the idea of paying your dues to work your way up until you get on stage. You start behind the stage, work your way up. So I'm thinking, I'm on a path. So I'm doing this on the side, making more money at it than I am my day job. I form an LLC around it, and I did not know then what I know now, but I would have quit my job right then. But I ended up uh, chasing the old uh, you know, ox and horse cart thing for another two years trying to make the money work. If I knew then yeah. what I know now, uh, the moment I got the paperwork back from Nevada Corporate Planners says, congratulations, you have a limited liability company, I would have signed one other document in addition to all my articles of incorporation, the one to my current employer at the time that says I quit. Quit, yeah. But that's why – I. We learn. That's why – What you did resonates with me so much. You said, the heck with the rat race. I'll create my own race. And it looks like it's working out well for you. So for that reason, I 
am excited to ask you the question that we ask everybody on the Business Creators Radio Show. And our listeners can hear the drum roll in the background. For everybody out there listening, put the hands on the desk and let's hear the tapping across the world. Here we go. Here in the Business Creators Radio Show, we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. A lot of our listeners tell me they have everything they need to implement anything that they need to do to grow their business except for time and money. This is a question we ask every expert who appears on the show, and what I like is not only the variety of different answers, but also the variety of ways the question is interpreted. So how do time and money impact or play a role with on what you're going to share with us today, Keita? Time stands still for no one. Yep. Uh, it goes so fast, and money goes fast also. And I am a hoarder of money. I do nice. not like to spend money if I don't have to. I love my money. I am to the penny. I don't even. I, if I'm missing a dime, I'm looking for it. And so when you have my, you you cannot waste my time because I'm not going to waste yours. And so I believe that money and time go hand in hand, especially when you have certain businesses, because my time costs. Um, Because when I take the time to get your business together or to help you with your social media or to help you with whatever I'm doing, that's time away from my family. That's time away from my children. That's time away from my nap time. You don't mess with my nap time. So I have to make sure that you pay me for my time. And, that, and those two go hand in hand in, in, in most all businesses because it takes time to create things. And you don't want people wasting your time, and I don't want people wasting their money on me. If I'm going to give you something, I'm going to give you your money's worth because you, you're getting my time worth, and my time is very, very valuable. I love that. That's very mercenary, and I admire that. Um, I love how you invest smart and you manage that money and you manage that time and you recognize that correlation between the two. Uh, You know, one thing I see entrepreneurs spend a lot of time on is people who are showing themselves to be high-maintenance prospects before they even get on the phone. You know, I have had this expectation that people have tried to thrust upon me to um, mollycoddle people who can't even figure out how to schedule an appointment. But, you know, all that time that you spend trying to educate something people on something they're already supposed to know is just taking away from the clients you have lined up around the block who want to hear more from you. Every time that you worry about some whiner who says, you sent too many emails, just dump them from your list because all you're doing by even spending time on that is taking away from your opportunity to create new content for the other people on your list who are going to complain that you're not sending enough. Enough, yeah. Those are the ones who are going to buy from you, invest in you, cheer for you, and tell their friends about you. Yes. That's what you need to spend your time. So we are kindred spirits when it comes to being ruthless about time. I have been known to to just abruptly cut things off because I'm thinking this is going absolutely nowhere. And if you um and if you invite me to this thing called a meeting, there better be decisions made. Because because if it turns into a series of meetings, we're still talking about the same thing. By about the fifth time, I will be that guy who says, We've discussed this four times and uh, I'm hearing a lot of hearing a lot of mouth noise but not a lot of action. So either we resolve something right now or I'm out. Yeah, I'm not even going to get to the fifth time. If we can't get nothing together by the second time, I'm done. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. And 
I love that we took a minute to go down this segue of being ruthless about time and being so focused on how we're spending every moment because, as you know, social media can be a huge time suck. And we're here to build relationships that grow businesses, both ours and our clients' businesses, using social media. But what I'd like to do is I'd like to kind of reel back first and work our way back to that point and start with your impressions of how social media has changed over the past few years. Uh, social media has, it, it is everything. I mean, there are newspaper companies that are shutting down because of social media. I mean, this is where people get all their news. This is how people get, I, 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 find, I find out about famous people's death on Twitter before it even hits the news waves. And it has changed so much, you know, with an, an aspect of businesses and how people get the word out and, and the audience that you reach. I have met people in different countries that I have befriended and, and I've gotten to know just from social media, people I've never even met. But just from social media, the networking aspect of being able to, to join in and, and, and get with a, a group of people, and it is just, my, I, I, you, I just can't even put it in words. Social media, when it first started, it was kind of lax days. I think people were trying to get their, you know, get their feet wet. What is this? Right. How fast is this going? But now it's like this is all that people know. I mean, there are eight-year-olds on Instagram, and, and they're, like, on Twitter, and this is, this is the new world, and I think we have to adapt to that. So it has changed. It has went from uh, whoopty-dumpty-dump to now you got to have it. Yeah. So why aren't more small businesses using social media? It's mostly <sighs> free, and it's there for the taking anytime 24-7, and small businesses – more than any other type of businesses are in that position where they need to watch every single penny, and sometimes there aren't a whole lot of pennies to go around. So why aren't they doing it? I don't. Marketing. It's free marketing. Yeah. Twitter is free. Facebook is free. Now, Facebook, you may not get all of your 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 views, but it's still free. It's a tool. Twitter is free. Instagram is free. Why aren't you using the free marketing tools that you have to get yourself out there, especially when you're just starting off? You need to have a way to market. This is your free marketing tool. I, I don't know why businesses don't use it. Some have complained that, oh, you know, I don't have the time. That's where that time comes in. Uh -huh. you know, and, and they say, you know, I, just, I don't have the time to be on social media. Okay, hire somebody. Uh, you know, some people get their kids or high school kids to be on social media. I mean, you, you have to find the time. This is free marketing. If you want money, you're going to have to find the time. So get businesses. They're not on there. They have so many complaints. Well, you know, I have to bake the cakes. Okay. Find somebody who else who can handle social media. Well, I don't know what is Twitter. I don't know what Twitter is. Okay, that's fine. Find somebody who knows what Twitter is. Yeah. Oh, Instagram. I don't understand Instagram. Okay, you don't understand taking a picture of your cakes and putting it on Instagram for other yeah. people to see and hashtagging it? What do you mean you don't understand the purpose of Instagram? Like, I just, I don't understand it. Like, this is, you gotta, you got to grow with the time. And businesses, especially the older businesses who, you know, they're so stuck in their ways, you can't be that way anymore. And you have to get with the, get with the times. you got to market, and small businesses need to take advantage of that. Five years ago, if somebody came to me and said, well, I don't know nothing for this social media business, I might have said, okay, so you're traditional. This day and age, 
most of those people who are still swimming have gotten past that. Remember 10 years ago, uh, you still had a lot of people that just wouldn't do email because they, it just wasn't the way they've been doing business all these years. And now yeah. you have most people's grandparents who keep in touch with the grandkids by email. By email. There yeah, you, go. <laughs> you just get with the program is all program. there is to it. Um, uh, when, like when Facebook first came out, a lot of folks who were, shall we say, you know, of the older demographic, uh, just refused to use it because they saw it as being stupid or just for the kids. Now, if they want a relationship with their kids, they better be online. Yeah, they better be online. Because, because, you because, find out uh, so much. Yeah, that's that that yeah. Because with everybody moving around, instant gratification. Um, nobody's staying put. The world's moving so fast. Uh, you want to know what you know? You want to know what's going on in the family? You want to know what's going on in the friends? Get on social media and get connected. It doesn't mean you have to be yeah. gabbing on there twenty four hours a day. I have a real right. good friend of mine who has uh, she has two very small children, and she's a very private person. Uh, she's a school teacher. Uh, she, you know, so she doesn't want to put too much out there because her students might see it. You know, despite all the privacy settings and everything and you know mm -hmm. she's just not the type to to you know broadcast to the world but what she does is she puts enough of the milestones of her kids lives so that every time uh you know one of them speaks for the first time or gets a cute new outfit or has a really great day at the playground you know she throws up a few pictures and a few quotes and this way she doesn't have to have 20 phone calls about it and that way, and, and that way, that way, instead of having to tell twenty people the cute thing her daughter did, they can see it on her Facebook, and she can spend that time with her daughter. Yeah, that's how she views it. She views it as a tool to keep in touch with her family, and at the same time protect her own time with her own family, which I think is is brilliant. And that's what we saw years ago, and now. As we get more, you know, 2015, 2016, we're seeing the folks that made that jump who are now moving towards actually figuring out that social media is a great networking tool. Uh, you don't have to do all the stuff. You find out what works best for you. But in what I was saying, a lot of people, the undercurrent was they found social media to be a scary place. So what would you say to somebody who said, I don't know about social media. It scares me. Uh, fear will keep you from doing a lot of things. Right. And you cannot let fear keep you from living. Um, you know, when you, it is a scary place because you don't know who's out there. Um, and especially for kids or younger kids or when you're showing your face. Uh, I remember, um, there was a lady that I saw in the store and I knew her from, from Twitter because she posted up a picture, and she freaked out. And I'm like, okay, but, you know, I follow you on Twitter. I, I recognized your picture, and she really freaked out. But what if I was a crazy person, you know? And, right. and that is scary because it can happen. So what you have to do is you have to know what to share, how to share it, and you have to make sure that you are conscious of what you share. Like me, I have kids too. I do not put my kid's real name, nor do I put the full face on, you know, on the Internet. That's I always do a side photo, um, or I cut something off to where you don't see them, and they have nicknames. I do not use their real names, and I do not put their whole pictures on there because it is scary, and I do not want anybody coming up to me saying, hey, Keita, I know you from such and such, you know, and I'm with my kids, and I don't want them to be alarmed. So I try to make sure that I share, but I don't overshare. So – with anything that's scary, you have to get over it. Um, 
you know, when you're you're and, and here I am talking and I've never been on a on a plane before. Right. I have to get over it, you know. It's a fear that I have, but if I want to grow and I want to go somewhere, I've got to go. I've got to get on the plane. You got, and, and you cannot grow if you just sit there. So you have to get on social media, but you have to be able to know what to share, how to share it. And like you said, you know, share enough to where you don't have to be answering 50 million questions, but then keep it private, and, and you can balance the both. It is possible to do that so it won't be a scary world. Everything is scary. People are crazy. That's the world that we live in, but know what to share and how to share it. You know, first of all, thank you for laying that out there. Uh People wonder how their stuff gets shared around. Well, it's because they put it up there in the first place. Yes. You don't have to tell everybody about everything that's going on with your life. Uh, you know, if you're having a really bad day, you don't have to share that. If you're upset with somebody, you don't have to let the world know that. Take it to them instead of to the world. Uh, think yes. of, remember that, you know, we, you know, we're looking at everybody through social media profiles, but these are avatars, and behind these avatars, these are real human beings. So would you say it to them in person? Would you do it to them in person? No. And if some and if somebody treats you that way on social media, they attack you in a way that uh, uh, you know. Think about how you know how would you react to that if they did it to you in person? Um, person. You'd you you'd bust them in the mouth, maybe I don't know, or maybe <laughs> <laughs> or may, or maybe or you maybe you'd tell them to maybe you'd go to go tell uh, perform an anatomically impossible act with themselves. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can handle it, and that's just what you do because you're not going to deny your best prospects, the people who want to know more about you the opportunity to get to know, like, and trust you so they do business with you because you're afraid of one or two wackos out there. I mean, I've had wackos come at me, a couple from within my family and a couple of uh, people who never were my friends but thought they were going to take something online. Uh, you know, block and ignore really good friends. Yes. And yeah. use it, utilize it. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I can. Uh, now, you know, we have a bit of time here because we're just really zooming through this. So we're going to ask a couple other questions near the end. But um, I can, uh, I can t share something. My, you know, my thoughts on flying, if you'd like. Mm -hmm. Okay. Please do. I, I fly. I fly a lot. Um, flying has never scared me at all. Uh, and I, and I'll tell you the mindset that's behind it is really, uh, you know, I, I did a lot of research on how a plane can stay up in the air. I mean, you're thinking there's this giant machine that somehow is able to stay above air. So I did a lot of research and I learned scientifically how it works. And I, and I, and I watched demos, I, I, I saw the studies and everything, and I just got to understand the, how airplanes use current to hold themselves up there. So I know the science support us. And another thing I look at, and this is you know, one of those things I say to people and sometimes comes off kind of brutal, to some, but it is what it is, is that uh, when you're in that situation, if you're going down, um, everybody goes sometime, Leave a, lead a clean life, because once you're up there, you know, there's pretty much a totality around it, uh, but think of, again, if that scares you, then go back to the statistics and realize that very, 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 very few planes crash. You are way more likely to die in a car accident than you are to die on an airplane. So uh, if you're afraid of airplanes, you might as well stop driving, too. Yeah, that's because, true. Because you're, actually, true. you're actually safer in the airplane. Uh, just look at it that way. I mean, I, I also myself have had uh, trypanophobia for my entire life, which is fear of hypodermic needles. Uh, if I'm going to get an injection or have blood drawn or anything, I need a week's notice to begin meditation. 
and sometimes I have to take a coach with me. It is what it is. Uh, if they don't, if they have a problem with that, then I'll find another provider. Provider. That's because because I because that is important to my health, and I'm going to get it done one way or another. That's my way. And that's how you have to approach everything in life. Has to be done. Yep. The opening I'm leaving for you here is that if you don't understand social media, learn it. Find a coach. Study it. Find somebody who's doing well with it. Learn their secrets. um, And uh, find out what's going on uh, that makes them so successful at it. And a great way to do that is to host a podcast and ask them. So I'm going to do that right now if you don't mind. Uh, When Keita Bryant logs onto her computer and does her daily social media marketing, what does that look like? What are the steps? Oh, gracious Jesus. Now, this may take a long time. That's okay. That's okay. We're moving so fast, we have the time. So I figure let's just give our audience extra value they weren't even expecting. Okay. So I start my day at 5 o'clock in the morning. Me too. Um, well, 5.30 because yeah. I do have to get the kids up. So right. as a social media marketer, um, I get up in the mornings. Of course, you know, during the night while I'm sleeping, I do have clients. And when I get up, there are people who are up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, like myself, and uh, I don't know why we are all up at 2 o'clock, but we're up. So they have questions or they may hashtag something um, that has something to do with one of my clients or, or at me or at, you know, at the client or whatever, and I have to respond. So I'm multitasking in the mornings, getting the kids ready for school, fixing breakfast, lunch, and I'm on my computer uh, retweeting, responding, hashtagging, liking, and all those different things that I have to do uh, for all of my clients, and I'm doing all of that whilst I'm doing everything else. So I'm multitasking. So it's time to take my kids to school. I come back home. I have a million and one emails because not only do I do social media marketing, I also do graphic design. I do logos. Um, so I'm doing all of that, you know, web design and all that too. So in the mornings, I dedicate that morning time to Cocoa Magazine. Um, I still have to be on, so my phone is on. I have a sep- I have two screens, so I have one screen set up to where all of my social media channels are going and flowing. So if something comes through, I get the little ding ding. I get to you know pop right over there, do what I need to do, get back to my work of Cocoa Magazine, where I'm pitching companies, doing whatever from for the Cocoa Magazine, and then it's time to pick the kids up because as I said, time. Stand still for no one. You you think you have a lot of time in the mornings, and you don't. So by my turnaround, it's time to pick the kids up. I come back home. Then I have to make sure that I'm still checking my social media clients, um, making sure that I'm answering questions. And now I have to start doing my research because with social media, because things move so fast, I have to be on top of it. So if I have uh, a client that um, need something done for the next day. I have to make sure that I correspond with that client. You know, if they have a drink special going on, they have to get with me. And so we, I'm doing research, whatever the national holiday is, like tomorrow is National Dessert Day. So I have a, a client that, that has a bakery, so I have to make sure that she's on point with her hashtags. And so I'm doing research for each one of my clients, one at a time, in the evenings. Um, I'll stop cook dinner, uh, get back to that, you know, do help the kids with their homework, go back to that. So I'm on 
um, all evening to where I'm researching down what's going on in that city where my particular client lives because not all of my clients live where I live at. So I have to make sure what's the breaking news? Does something go? You know, something happen? Is there flooding in in Charleston or what do I need to do to make sure that I stay on top of it? And so I'm writing all of that down, researching all of that. So by the, at the end of the night at nine o'clock, ten o'clock, I can sit down and go ahead and schedule out my social media clients. Uh, for the next day, uh, and that normally takes me a couple of hours. Um, so I don't go to bed until like two o'clock in the morning. So I don't sleep. Right. Um. Um. <laughs> I just don't sleep. Uh, my philosophy is I will sleep when money is getting is on, in my bank account without me having to do anything. So until that happens, I am. I just don't sleep. So I'm on all day. So that's pretty much me every day because with social media, you don't get a vacation. You don't get the weekends off because social media is always on. So I always have to be on. I have to. My laptop and my computer lives with me. It is part of my soul. Well, one of these days you're gonna you're gonna find your way right out of that because most people eventually do. Uh, but I was in that place myself where uh, for years the alerts followed me and I was on it twenty four seven and things like that. I've come to appreciate my quiet time. There is at least, gotten there, yet. there is at least one day a week that I don't log into anything. And uh and if and if the world were to blow up, I'd say, Oh, that's nice. That's nice. I'm hanging out with my cats right now. Maybe tomorrow I'll look at it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm getting there. I have to get there. I have to get there. I'm I'm trying to do that on Sundays where yep. I do try to, you know, uh, you know, try not to be on on Sundays. But of course my cell phone is still with me, so I, I but I try not to Answer anything on Sundays, so 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 Sundays I try to kind of lay low and, and and spend, and that that is my day to spend time with my family. Uh, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Right. Uh, when I when I you know my daily social media activity um, you know has priorities, and I also have priorities and channels. Uh, my two priority channels are LinkedIn and Facebook in that order. Uh, I will go to those two channels. I'll have them both open at the same time, and I will do things in this order. First. The top three discussion groups on each platform, I'll check in, I'll see what's going on, any contributions I can add to, anybody I can help, any place I can show my brilliance and my passion, I get in and I do that. That's step one. Step two is I check the news feed, I look for things to like and comment on, to let my hand be seen, get myself on people's radar screens. If there's somebody out there that I'm orbiting because I'm looking to find my way into their consciousness, I'll check in with them, I'll see what they're doing, and I'll make sure that I leave a like or a comment or something so they see me engaged. Because uh, you, know, you know, being on social media, that you know when people start showing up every day, that means they, they're thinking about maybe doing business with you, or they're checking you out, so you want to be responsive to that. You want to show people that you know you're somebody who's worth getting to know. So I'll do a little bit of that. If I get through those things, I will then post stuff to my own walls or my own profiles. If I get there, uh, it's it, it, that's just the order because I only have so much time to go around. I don't have all day for it. Uh, you know, you and I just have different models, but I have a priority of what does the most for my business, and I do it in that order. I get as far as I get, and if I don't make it all the way, I don't make it all the way. So I recognize. What's really important, what's really going to move my business forward, what cannot be neglected, and I start there. So here's a common question that I get, and I think you know where I'm going with this. A lot of our listeners are probably asking themselves, should they use utilize every social channel out there or only certain ones? Each business is different. 
Uh-huh. That's why you you have to sit down with someone who's going to look at your business and see what is needed, why it's needed. No, I do not think you should have to utilize all of them. Right. Um, you, I, I would say, like you say, pick two and focus on those two. If you want to be on all of them, that's fine, but you can't. You, you, you got to focus somewhere on, on the two that's going to make you the money, where the customers are, and the one that's going to be best for your business. Um, for example, I have, a, uh, I, I, I have a client that does um, hearing aids. Um, they love Pinterest, but there's really nothing on Pinterest for you for hearing aids. Right. I don't think that you, you know, they don't. You could be on there for personal reasons, but for a business, you really don't need Pinterest. They wanted Pinterest, but I didn't feel like it was a need, and so they wanted it. I got it for them, but it lacks because there's nothing to really pin about hearing aids. Um, it's not a, it's not really what's on Pinterest, and right. so I didn't feel like that was needed. Now, what I do need, what I do feel is, you know, you have Facebook, and you know, you you know, you don't even really need Instagram. Uh, you know, unless you're just taking pictures of clients that's coming in to get hearing aids, you know, I didn't feel like you really needed that. I felt like for them, you need to be on LinkedIn and you need to be on Facebook. Those are the two that you need to go hard on. You have a business, you need to promote that. Um, you know, Twitter is okay. Um, they're on there, but like I said, focus on the two and they get the most clients from those two. Um, and so each business is different. If I had, like I said, I have a bakery company, they need to be on Instagram. This is where you showcase what you're baking. This is you showcase what you're doing. And uh, I hate, I'm sorry, but I hate uh, grainy pictures. You've got to have decent pictures. I don't Mm -hmm. don't deal with grainy pictures because you're, you're showcasing your business. Have someone come in and take product photos of your product. Um, there are people who will who who have a nice camera who can set something up for you, you know, get a friend if you can't afford somebody, find somebody and get on Instagram and set that up. That's where you need to be at. That's where your business and focus point needs to be, and each company is different. Um, so I sit down with each company. I see what their needs are. Where, you know, where do, I, I look at what they are because a lot of them do have all of them. And so I look at each one, and I say, mm, you, you, you have Twitter, but you only have, like, five people following you. I don't, I don't think Twitter is the best right now for you. Um, so, you know, and I look at that, and, you know, you can keep it, but I focus on the two that's the most important at that time. That's, that's good. Now, here's something that is a very common question, and this is something that I can ask this at any networking event, and I can just get a conversation going, and it spares me from painful small talk. So, uh, so I love asking this question. I'm going to ask you because you're deep into the social media thing and have some great insights on it. What do you, in your personal opinion, find to be some of the most annoying behaviors that people, events on social media that are killing their businesses and brands? Number one, pictures. Your visual. Yeah. Killing. Oh my gosh. Oh, killing it. Like, you, you, why are you, why do you have a grainy picture? Why is the picture dark? I can't see what you're, what you're trying to, you have to have nice visuals. I don't care how you get them. Get them through Fiverr. I don't care what you do, but you need to have visual. I think that is the number one thing that kills people because if I go on your Facebook page and your 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 Facebook header 
The cover photo is grainy. I'm going to click off. I don't even know what you're selling. I don't care what you're selling. I'm going to click off because that right there tells me, what, why, why do you have that up there? Like, it doesn't look good. It's grainy. I can barely see the words. Uh, it looks like I, I just, it's not going to do for me, and I'll click off. I think that is the number one thing is the visual. Um, another thing I find is that a lot of companies and businesses don't have websites. Um, right. They actually operate and sell on Instagram and Facebook without right. a website. That's that's kind of odd for me, um, and I do look at people kind of crazy when I when I find out that they don't like you don't have a website. Um, you have a restaurant, but you don't have a website. Oh, I do great selling on. What are you selling on Facebook? Where's your menu? I can't even find your menu on Facebook. What if right. I want to know, you know, what the prices are? Where's your website? Oh, I don't need one. You don't need a website. <laughs> it's, it is crazy. But like I said, visual, I believe, is like number one is why a lot of companies are failing. Visual, and they're not, they're not, what they're posting, they're not being themselves. They're not putting themselves into the business. They're just posting Links like I, I hate businesses that don't have personality, which is one of the reasons that I get a lot of clients because when I post something, I'm like I, I don't know if you you saw the social media tweets between IHOP and McDonald's. Okay, yeah. You want something that's going to get people talking. You want something funny. You want to still stick to your brand, but you want people to be talking about you. I love Burger King's social media. Their Instagram is hilarious. And they're on it. They're on top of it. That's what gets you. You cannot be boring. You have to put things out there in a way to people are going to click or people are going to follow you or people are going to be like, hmm, I love that, that feed or I want to know what they're talking about today. You want people excited and you want people to get up and say, I can't wait to see what they put on Instagram today or, you know, I, I just I have to, to see what they're putting out. And so you've got to put yourself in there. I'm a storyteller. Um, I, 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 people thought I was going to actually be a, a writer, and I've written, um, you know, children's books too. And so I love telling a story. I don't like boring. Like, tell a story, put yourself into, the, into your business so that people can get to know who you are behind the business. You don't have to put all of yourself out there. But I, I want to buy from people that I can connect with because at the end of the day, there's 20 million cupcake businesses, but I'm going to go to the one that I feel a connection with. And then I, I've heard their story. I, I know what they're about, and that's where I'm going to spend my money at. Yes. Uh you know, restaurants that don't think they need websites, are they familiar with things called smartphones? I mean, no. I mean, I mean, I mean, think about this. I mean, think about this. Before smartphones, uh, even during the days when we were still using flip cell phones that were able, you're able to do phone and text only on, uh, it was, you know, usually when you went out to a restaurant, uh, you planned before you left. Now you're out yeah. and about and you're saying, okay, what's nearby? And you may be able to go on one of these various websites. It'll show you what's nearby. Uh, you can yeah. maybe even go on Google and find out what's nearby if you have your location tur your, your location tracker turned on. But you're still going to need to find out what their prices are like, what their menus like. You don't have to have the most elaborate website in the world. Uh, you well, can almost get away something. with a placeholder. But if I'm 
if you know if there's a restaurant there on restaurant there i'd like to know their menu because i'd like to know if they have something that meets my dietary lifestyle i'd like to have at least a range of what the prices look like and i want to get a sense if this is the type of place where you just walk in and sit down or you have to call ahead days in advance for reservations because if i just show up and find out that reservations are a week out i've just wasted my time Right. So why so why would I not have these basic things? I mean they I mean you pick up you lose a lot of business it would just literally walk right in your door because they happen to be in the neighborhood. That's just silly. Yeah. Now, and you lo- and you've lost them because you don't have a right. website. Nobody knows you're there. I don't know what you sell and I I if I have to find you, I'm not going to want to do business with you. Right. I uh in certain terms of my number one uh tragic thing that I see on social media is tagging abuse. Yeah, that is bad. I haven't seen too much of it, but it's bad, but it hasn't been too bad in my world. Well, yeah, yeah, and uh, and you know, it's it's not as bad as it used to be. I mean, because you know, most people are smart enough to know now. Don't just post a picture of some of, of something and tag eighty-seven yeah. people on it just because you want to get in their newsfeed. Because that's a way yeah. to get um, disconnected, blocked, unfriended, unfollowed, uncircled, or un whatever uh, an Instagram person would do, ungrammed or or sent away like a Telegram. I don't know what they call it. Maybe it's blocked. I don't know. But it's a great way to find yourself no longer in their orbit. Another thing that annoys me to absolutely no end, aside from the fact that I find it annoying, I find it dangerous, is folks will post something that they think is maybe insightful or they're trying to get a conversation going, and then they'll just randomly tag like five people, or maybe they're strategically in their mind tag five or ten people or whatever, because they want to get a conversation going. Now, there are three things that they fail to keep in mind when they do that. And they think what they're doing is they're being great connectors. But I think what they're doing is I think they're being great alienators. And I'm going to tell you the three reasons why. Reason number one is how do you know that uh, two of these people you're tagging don't despise each other? Now, it's like you've invited somebody to a party without telling them their worst enemy was the guest of honor. Put everybody in a bad situation, number one. Number two... Maybe they're not available at that time to jump into the discussion, so they're going to look bad just because they weren't even there to jump in. Yeah, yeah. Point number three, yeah. what if they're just not interested? It's like, uh, I mean, to me, that type of behavior assumes that everybody's an, an extrovert and just wants to be involved in every conversation. Um, it also assumes that, uh, you know, that a lot of people just love being double-dog dared. But that's not the case. And a lot of people like to be seen, too. Uh, I I notice I'm in the blog world, and a lot of people will tag certain people who are out on the scene so that they, in hopes to be retweeted or in hopes to be uh, uh, mentioned so that they can get their numbers up so they can be seen. Yeah, and and I know it's a little bit of a different story on Twitter. I'm mostly referring to Facebook and LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which are which it's are, which, all, are which are yeah, which are platforms that are a lot more personal, where you really are interacting with the person's avatar as if you're interacting with that person themselves. I mean, I mean, with Twitter, you know, you you know, you, you you tweet out to people and things like that. That's a little bit of a different story. I get that, but uh, you know, I see a lot of this on for you know the most personal of the platforms, uh, LinkedIn and Facebook, and I'm thinking, you know, just be careful. I mean, if you now. On the other hand, if you want to get a conversation going, 
why not just go to those five people and say, hey, I'd really like to kick it on this topic. Uh, you mind if I get the conversation started? You want to want to be involved in this? Yeah. And, and it you, doesn't and have to ask. Yeah, and if you do that, not only are you guaranteeing yourself 100% participation, but you are going to get such a fast response to it, it's going to help that particular post trend, which means it's more likely that other people are going to jump in, which is kind of the whole goal anyway, which is to get a big conversation going. So, I mean, I have I have one friend in particular who's really good about that. Like, uh, he tags me in a bunch of stuff in certain conversations, but he checks with me to make sure that it's something that I want to be involved in. And if I'm not available to respond at the time, he just assumes that I'm not there and doesn't err on the, you know, doesn't err on the side of uh, ask for forgiveness later. And I respect that. But if yeah. he comes to me and says, hey, I'm trying to get a conversation going. I'm trying to do some research here. Can I tag you in this? And will you jump in with a comment? Yeah. I'll, yeah. Just ask me. Yeah. Just ask. People yeah, are afraid well, yeah, to ask. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you want to you know, deal with willing people? I, I, I just don't yeah. get that. Yeah. People are afraid to ask. And, and you, if you don't ask, you'll never have an answer. Like I've been told no so many times. I love it. <laughs> like, like you know, people are so afraid. Well, that well, they they told me no twenty times. Okay, and what is that hurting you? Keep it moving. Go to yeah. the next person. Somebody will say yes. <laughs> okay, what I like to say is that every no is somebody else's yes. Yes. And every and every opportunity declined creates a new opportunity. Is how I is how I like to say it. I turn away so many prospects that look perfect on paper just off a gut feel, and I don't feel the least bit bad about it because I know for a fact that there are people out there uh, nipping at my heels looking to take my prospects, and uh, I'm happy to throw them some good prospects. I have I have direct competitors that I'm friends with, and we exchange referrals. Why not? Why not? Yeah, because there's enough out there for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we gain through abundance. I, I believe that. Now, what makes you stand out on social media, and how can businesses do it? Uh, I'm going to say from my own personal social media, from my business, I engage with okay. people. Um, I talk to people. Um, I'm never, I'm, I, I, I'm not one of those ones where you at me or you email me and I'm not responding within 24 hours. I always respond to people. And so people know me as, the, as a people person. Um, and I think that's the main thing that you have to do. And I do that with my own business, and I do that with my clients, and I do, and I make sure that I pass that on to to people that I work with because you have to engage, you have to talk to people. If I'm asking you a question on Twitter or whatever, and you don't answer me, I find that rude. Um, you know, you're that busy to where you can't even uh, like it, or or you could even say, you know, I'm busy right now. I'll get back to you. I mean. Two weeks go by and you couldn't even answer the question, and so I just I find that rude, um, and so I I think engagement is the number one thing um, right. that that you know to me for me. Right, uh, you know, and, and you know, uh, this reminds me of uh, a lesson I was taught years ago by somebody I used to work for is um, never tell somebody say to somebody you didn't answer my email, you didn't send that. If somebody ever tells me that I didn't answer an email that they sent me, um, I even if I, in fact, did not answer, I'll argue that I did just to give them a hard time. Here's the phrase. Here's the phrase. Here's the phraseology. Um, 
if you responded, I didn't receive it. Just a little, just a little, just a little trick there, uh, because people, you know, because things slip off radar screens all the time, and sometimes right. people just forget, or sometimes they think they did, but they didn't. Or what happens to me, and I've and I've and I've been guilty of this a lot of times, is I did reply, but I hit save instead of send. Send. That's that's one of my little quirks. I end up hitting save instead of send. So in my mind, I did answer. Like, oops. <laughs> I forgot. That's what I do with text messages. That's why I hate yep. text messages. Oh yeah, I yeah. do forget text messages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't text except to exchange pictures of cats and for logistical things like, hey, I'm on my way, or if I'm at a seminar and I was sitting next to somebody, I'll say something like, hey, I'm out in the hallway. I just hooked up with a really hot prospect. If session ends before I get back, can you grab my laptop? Yeah. That's the extent of my texting. If you try to text me about anything else, I'm just not going to answer it. But I tell people that. I tell them what the preferred levels and channels of communication are where I will be very responsive. And that's because I keep myself very focused. And when you use social media properly, you can identify and fine-tune those channels. Because you know, just like you said earlier, pick two channels and focus heavily on those, which is brilliant advice for everybody. Uh, people will find out relatively quick, quick where you're really participating. And they're going to yeah. see which of the platforms are definitely you being personally in there in the trenches or which ones are your assistant reposting your content. It's not hard to tell. And even, no, if you have an, and even if you have an assistant reposting your content, that's a great way to be in more places because what's beautiful about social media, as I've always found, is you can be so brilliant and change so many lives simply by reacting and responding to what other people put out there. You don't have to create anything new. I mean, you could make an entire social media marketing career just off liking and commenting. In my personal opinion. In my it, personal it opinion. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> it's simple. I've got it is simple. clients that way. So to me, that's how I stand out is I just uh, I just go where I want to go and I go deep. Yeah. Simple as that. Yep. And it's, it's not that scary. Yep. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah. So, Keita, we have, uh, we have about uh, – nine minutes left here and we are uh getting near the end and i do want to give you an opportunity at the end to share something with us uh but before that i just want to do one thing you know early on in our time together you shared with us a story of how you sent out over a thousand resumes and you ended up just creating your own magazine creating your own business so it's like nobody wants to hire me fine i'll hire myself best boss of all um would you consider that to be the number one life lesson you've learned, particularly in the last five years? Or is there something else that we can gain from our time here together today? Um, I, I've been through a lot. Right. Um, you know, I have lost half of my family to various deaths, um, including my mother. Yeah. Um, I have been told no most all of my life. Right. Um, and I have been through a lot of... of distress and, and trying to hold things together and I'm a type of person I, I can't I don't know how to say no it's very hard for me to say no yep I've been there and so one of the lessons that 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 I have learned or I am continuing to learn it, it is okay to say no yeah um, I used to think that if I said no oh my gosh they won't like me oh my gosh I just lost that business oh my gosh that could have been money Oh my gosh! You know why didn't I? I say no. I I, I want to do everything, but I can't do everything. Right. And I have to learn to say no. And so when people come to me and they say, you know, Kita, I need you to do this, my mouth is fixing to say yes, but then uh -huh. I have to think about it. 
no, yeah. I cannot do it. And 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 so it's okay to say no. Yes. It is okay to say no, and it's, that's the lesson that that I'm learning. It's not only okay to say no, but it's uh, but it puts you in a position of abundance and help when you say no. Because again, when you say no, you're creating somebody else's yes. And if somebody's just waiting for you to say no so they can swoop in and get it, well, more power to them. More power to them. And if they are as good people as you are, they'll return the favor at some point. It might not be tit for tat, one for one, but they will find a way to get back to you on that favor. So they'll do something that's going to help your business. So they 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 move in on one of your prospects you're saying no to. Maybe uh, maybe uh, one day they're going to have a prospect that they're saying no to that you're just going to go pick up. Or maybe they'll hand you a prospect. Or maybe they'll have a podcast with 100,000 listeners and you'll be wondering, why do they want me on their podcast? You'll say yes to yeah. it and you'll get 20 new clients that way. You just never know. Never know. You just never, never know. know. You just never know. And also knowing that, uh, you know, for me, one of my biggest lessons is just not having to take any grief. Um, I'm not going to get into details of this, but I know we had somebody who was um, referred to our company um, who was just a, a real complete just a complete jerk, basically, about the basic process of scheduling for an initial consultation with me and was mean to my assistant and everything else. And when she told me how mean this person was to her, I said, you know what? I'm not going to speak to him and don't answer him either. I'm not. If you want to answer him and debate with him, I'm not paying you for it and you don't represent me. And she knew that as the signal to just let it go. So the next thing you know, he's sending all these emails to people and and CCing the person who referred him to me and everything else. And he's going on about, uh, you know, you know, I do have money and I'm ready to hire somebody. And I guess that's just not going to be you. And, you know, I'm thinking, OK, OK, go go somewhere else. But please don't go to any of my friendly competition that actually know what they're doing. Actually, I didn't answer him at all, but that was my thought process. Like, OK, OK, yep. <laughs> I got people lined up around the block. I got clients uh, uh, want to know where their stuff is. I got uh, I got more prospects than I can handle. I'm you know I'm looking to grow the business in new ways. Uh, uh, you, you're going to be a jerk like that. Okay, become somebody else's problem. You're not mine. And uh, life is too short for grief. I don't. That's right. I don't... And that, and that, and that's and that's my advice towards dealing with uh, social media haters too, which is uh, you know we have just one minute here. What is your um you know what is your number one strategy? I, I do want to get this in. Um, if you encounter a hater on social media, somebody who uh you know follows you around and argues with everything you post or just blasts you or or whatever, what's your strategy for dealing with that? Um, I ignore it. You're not okay. uh, if you're not paying my bills or you have no direct. Um, uh, influence on my life. I have nothing to do with you. So, so you just ignore it. Like, let's say that they write this nine-paragraph broadside and respond to one of your LinkedIn uh, comments, where they're just, you know, obviously trying to raise themselves up by pointing out over and over again how wrong you are. Um, and you can tell it's a flame attack. You just ignore it. You don't answer it. No, I don't answer. That's, That's great. Wasted my time. That's brave. Because, that's brave because so many people, and I was one of them for so many years, would just take all this time out to respond to it because, oh no, oh no, they threw down the gauntlet, and uh, and I have to stand up and show people what they're made of, and I have to engage this person and persuade them. You know what I say? I have this copy pasted, so I don't even have to spend time on it. I just have it copy pasted, so I can just grab it, copy paste it, and move on. As I say. You know, you know, pardon me. I, you know, I've been real busy around here lately. We've got lots of clients, uh, big product launches, and a couple of things might have fallen off the radar screen. So, you know, we're real successful here. Um, did you, did I at some point recently pay you like a big 
coaching fee that would indicate I have any interest in your opinions at all? And yeah. then just walk away from it. Because yeah, that, that, that settles all of it. It's like really what it comes down to is who the F asked you. <laughs> No, I don't have time for it. That's wasting my time because I have so many great people that know me and know what I can do. What you have to say means nothing to me. You're not paying my bills. You're not. You didn't pay me anything. You don't have no direct influence. Goodbye. All right. Let's. Uh, all right. Let's put that in a in a in a picture. Put that as a quote and then share that. <laughs> yes. That that's that's a great social media strategy. You ain't paying my bills, so hit the road. All right. I love. Hit the road. Okay, now here's something that we do have time for that I think people will enjoy in their lives. Uh, first of all, Keita Bryan, I want to thank you so much for your time with us today. Uh, so as we wrap up, let me give you the floor for just one minute. And I imagine there's somebody out there who's on the edge of their seat wanting to take it to the next level. So tell us how you serve business creators and how our listeners can get more from you. Um, um, you can follow me, um, CocoaMag.com, K-O-K-O-A-M-A-G.com. Um, and I have Cocoa Media in my little bar up there. So if you click that, you go straight to CocoaMedia.com. I love so it. CocoaMag.com, CocoaMedia.com. I'm on Instagram, CocoaMag.com. You can find me, and you can also hashtag me. So if you hashtag me on anything, it's CocoaMag. I, I, I do have my hashtags, and I do use that all times. And you can always email me to ask me questions. I'm always available to answer questions. I'm only going to answer questions one time. There's not going to be a whole book. You ask me a question, I'm going to let you know the truth. I don't hold punches. I'm, I'm very direct and I'm very honest and I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not your best friend. I'm here to make sure that you succeed. I really admire that. And I'm going to remind everybody listening that all of our guest experts, including Keita Bryant, have profiles at businesscreatorsradioshow.com where you can see the links to their websites and their social media so you can connect with them on your own terms. Uh, that's one of the beautiful things about the Business Creators Radio Show is Keita knows everybody who applies to become a guest expert, fills out a form, and we ask, what are your preferred social media profiles uh, so that people can get a hold of you? Because we're very serious about creating connections helping people be social in the way that they find most valuable to themselves and their businesses and generating those opportunities that will take their businesses to the levels that they never even thought possible up until now. Yeah. So, awesome. Uh, Keita Bryan of Cocoa Media, I want to thank you so much for slumming out with us here at Business Creators Radio Show today. I'm going to let you get back to changing the world one client at a time. But let me just say it's been an honor and an education. Thank you so much for having me. For everybody listening, this is Adam Homie, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com or Search for us on iTunes by searching Business Creators Radio Show, or just come to our website and click the big banner in the right-hand column. Until then, make it a great day. 